The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hi everyone, Kimberly Falker here, the founder and CEO of the Premier Dance Network, the only podcast network dedicated solely to the world of dance. And welcome to Pod to Chat with your host, Barry Corellis. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pod to Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this bi-weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I'm happy to share my 18 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Hello, all of you out there. Gobble, gobble, gobble. I hope that you are all doing well. It's been a month since we've chatted, and I am back. Thank you for uh, letting me go and have a short break. Uh, That's why I didn't podcast two weeks ago. I was actually up in Massachusetts with my husband um, doing what we think is our last hurrah of (laughs) anything for quite a while. Um, Actually, I feel like a few things have transpired since then. Um, it's just kind of an interesting story. So, um, back in August, September, or something like that, uh, my husband and I decided that we should probably try to uh, celebrate our birthdays just the two of us together without having a party because I my birthday is mid October and his is mid November. Um, so we decided to travel up to the Massachusetts area, Boston, Plymouth, Salem, um, to have like a trip together so that we didn't have to worry about like social distancing, um, but also that we could get out of New York City um, before the winter because they've been saying it's going to be the darkest of winters. Um, But yeah, so we planned our trip. We got hotels and a train ticket up there and we kept on watching all of the news and here in New York, it's actually been, it, it had been pretty good for quite a while, but, uh, as October started to go, we started to hear more that things were going downhill and not necessarily in New York at the time, but that, uh, the COVID numbers were getting worse in Massachusetts. So, uh, week before we left for our trip, um, they changed the New York travel guidance saying that if you, traveled outside of New Jersey and Connecticut that you had to get a negative COVID test three days before you went back to New York and then quarantine and then get one three days after you come back. Um, And everything was just seeming to be too complicated. So we actually canceled our trip. Um, And then the next day they changed it to say the the contiguous or contiguous. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Um, But those states... uh, were not included in the travel advisory. So that included New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Vermont, um, and Pennsylvania. So we actually ended up completely rebooking our trip. (laughs) So we canceled it. And the next day we completely rebooked it. We had to change a hotel or two. Um, but we actually ended up saving about $200 because the hotels, uh, their prices were lower because nobody's really traveling. But, uh, we did that it was a really great week away. It was a little nerve wracking, but we didn't we didn't eat inside. We actually ate outside in like thirty degree temperatures, um, or in our hotel room. We mostly did outdoor, uh, like historic sites, um, or we did like two outdoor tours uh, where it was either just me and Dan and the tour guide, or 
Um, we did one tour in Salem with two other people, but it was all outdoors. Um, and the most stuff that we did indoors was really just like museums that barely had anybody in it. So I'm really glad that we did that because, uh, we, since March, since COVID hit New York city, we've only left, uh, I've only left three times. Um, so once was to teach in Connecticut once for like a couple hours, um, we spent two days in Philadelphia with my family for Rosh Hashanah and then spent five days in, in, uh, Woodstock, New York with a friend. Um, so yeah, when you're in the city all the time and you don't see like nature, it's really necessary to get out. And we haven't gone to, to do that that much this year. So I'm glad that we were able to do that. And now I feel prepared to hunker down for, the darkest of winters. I feel like I need some sort of music in the background that's frightening for that, but we're going to pass on that. So yeah, uh, thank you for understanding that I didn't podcast two weeks ago. Uh, now we're back at it. So what else is going on? I feel like there's not too much uh, new dance-wise for me to discuss. Um, I'm currently teaching a, a virtual workshop. It's improving your pirouettes. We had our first week last week and that went very well. Uh, four more weeks of that. Um, yeah, what else? I, I'm also, we've been workshopping our uh, Nutcracker with Movement Headquarters. So we're building a brand new immersive Nutcracker and we've uh, already built out two of 10 scenes, filmed it, uh, done interviews and whatnot. Um, so I have some exciting news. I guess I can announce now. I don't know. I don't have an exact date. So you're going to have to either check out my, our social media. You can go to move at movement underscore headquarters or our website, www.movementhqballet.org. Um, but we are going to be launching a Patreon campaign, uh, in the next couple of weeks where we will have uh, different membership options so that you can join us along our journey to building a brand new immersive nutcracker in New York City. Um, it, pretty much depending on what your membership level is, there will, there will be different perks and we'll be offering uh, behind the scenes footage. We'll be offering uh, little snippets of choreography. There's even a chance we might be doing like a food component to it. So, um, if you want information on that, you can again, follow, uh, us on Instagram, go to our website. Um, or you can sign up for our newsletter on our website. I'll be sending out information there, but I'm really excited about this. This is a new endeavor for me personally. I've never done a Patreon campaign before, and I think it's really going to help us, uh, share what we're doing with the nut, the nutcracker um and also to help really just like gain interest in what we're doing and to also continue to spread the joy of dance um throughout a time where there probably isn't going to be a lot of professional performances going on um a lot more digital content but this isn't going to quite be like a digital production it's going to be uh, a follow us along our journey type thing. So yeah, I'm excited about that Patreon campaign that will be starting. Um, also, if you're interested this coming Tuesday, I believe it is, is it the second? What's today? Wednesday, Thursday, 26th, Friday, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30. It's the 1st of December, actually, Tuesday, um, is Giving Tuesday. So if you are coming up at the end of the year and realize that you have some more uh, charitable 
giving that you need to do to fulfill your tax needs, um, I do hope that you will consider making a tax-deductible donation to Movement Headquarters. We are fiscally sponsored by New York Live Arts, which means that all of your donations um, can be used to uh, for write-off reasons. So um, you can head to our website, and at the top right corner of our screen, we have a donate button. You can click on that and then um, make your donation through there. So uh, if you're thinking of different organizations that you would like to help out. The arts have been greatly affected by COVID-19 and the, the shutdowns of culture um, and entertainment. So uh, please do consider contributing to us so that we can fulfill our goal of uh, building this new Nutcracker. And then beyond that, we're also working on producing lecture demonstrations for local schools um, where we will these are local dance schools where we will show these competition schools why ballet is so important and how ballet influences their other styles of dance. Um, and we have a couple other things that we're, we're dreaming up. Uh, so yeah, that's what's going on with that. Uh, other than that, yeah, I think that's it. I've, I've been teaching some private lessons and coaching some students for, uh, Youth American Grand Prix all the way all across the country. So if you are interested in any virtual private lessons or choreography, you can reach out to me on my social media or the websites. Okay, that was a long introduction. That was a really long introduction, but you know, I've missed you guys. So <laughs> I'm back. Um, all right. So I was talking with a student before class this morning and the regular conversation conversation came up about how awful 2020 has been to most people. I mean, Pretty much all you have to do, it's just the tone of your voice. You go, 2020. <laughs> it's that like descent of your tone. You don't go 2020 or 2020. You say 20, 2020. <laughs> like, oh God. But yeah, so um, that's kind of been the theme of the year. Everybody has, everybody has had something happen to them, whether it's the loss of an opportunity, loss of a loved one illness, um, financial fear, financial destitution, um, loss of a job, uh, not being able to see their family for a long time, um, things like that. Everybody has had something happen to them. So I feel like the tone of 2020 has generally been more in the negative uh, realm, which, you know, I feel like I'm a pessimist, so I can handle that. Um, but the weird thing is, I've definitely, I mean, you've, if you've been following my podcast, 2020 has been rough, especially here in New York City, but I've honestly had some good things happen to me um, in 2020. And by good, like very good things. I, I've said this a couple times, but pretty much by March 1st, I was like, I've done pretty good for 2020. <laughs> so if I don't get anything else this year, then I'm going to be okay. Um, and I keep on reminding myself that because we, we launched movement headquarters in February. Uh, and then in the, the last week of February, early the first couple days of March, I had my full circle moment when I started judging for youth American grand Prix. Um, so, when I when I say negative things about 2020 at the same time, like I feel like one of the lucky ones. Um, but yeah, with that in mind, I, I, I do think that there are things to be thankful for this year for everybody. Um, I 
there, there, there's so much that's happened, but there have also been like weird little things that maybe we had not really taken in consideration in the past that um, I didn't really think of. So um, because I know this podcast is going to come out on Friday, which is a day after Thanksgiving, but it's like a holiday weekend. So it's like a weekend of Thanksgiving. Um, I'm... I, I wanted to do a podcast about things that I'm thankful for. I'm I'm not going to <laughs> I'm gonna say something that I'm not thankful for. I'm not gonna be spending the holiday with my family. My my husband and I are, are spending uh Thanksgiving alone this year and we're actually cooking our very first Thanksgiving dinner ever. Like I've contributed a dish here and there for Thanksgiving, but for the most part I've kind of been a mooch and I've always either gone home or to friends places and uh enjoyed the food that they made but um this year we're doing that and i thought that it would be a good exercise for me to think about the things that i am thankful for this year and some of it is dance related content and some of it is just personal content so um this episode will not be 100% talking dance um but it will be it'll definitely have dance in there so um, the first thing that I am thankful for is because, uh, because <laughs> I haven't even told you what I'm thankful for yet. The first thing that I'm thankful for is the idea that I got to stay home this year. Um, it has been kind of weird to not travel as much. I mean, I, I went to Mississippi in January, uh, for a competition and then I went to Denver in at the end of February uh, for Youth America Grand Prix. But other than that, like the most traveling I've done, yeah, I guess we went to Boston. That was on a train. We went to Woodstock and Philadelphia. I'd never count because that's like my home and it's not too far from New York. But um, dance brought me out of my house for so many years. Uh, I, I danced with Pacific Northwest Ballet from 2004 until 2011. That became home. But then when I left in 2011, um, I started freelancing. And so for, from 2011 to 2014, I traveled for work constantly. And then in 2015, I tried to stay home. It didn't really work. And then I ended up doing a YouTube series, uh, a mini docu-series uh, called Choreography, um, which took me to LA and Richmond and uh, I did a few other things. And then in 2016 and 17, I started super commuting from Philadelphia to New York. Um, and then once I got into New York, it was like, I was constantly hustling cause it's, you got to work hard to live in New York city. Um, and still traveling a lot. And I feel like I honestly felt like the same energy in my body that I had back in 2011 when my freelancing career took off, um, where things are coming at you and people are, are becoming interested in your work and they're pulling you away from your home. Um, so I felt that that happening right before everything locked down in March. And the last thing I really expected in 2020 was to be home more. I thought I would be home a lot less. So, um, I really appreciated him and I'm quite thankful that I have had so much time at home. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I, I want to go back to the way that I was living and working before it's, it was exciting and you meet new people constantly. You meet new culture. So you learn about new cultures and you have different experiences. Um, but getting to like wake up and not have to like 
run out of the apartment as soon as I wake up. Um, like not getting home at nine, 10, 11 midnight. Um, and that's not cause I'm like out partying. <laughs> like that phase of my life is practically over, but, um, it's because I was working or I was commuting back from working. So, um, I mean, my, my husband and I, we, we have been together for, it'll be 15 years in January, but, um, we, the past almost decade, like <laughs> we've probably seen each other way less than most couples do. So, um, yeah, I've just been really grateful this year that I've gotten time at home. Um, I've beat multiple video games on my Nintendo switch and PS4, which usually <laughs> like when I was a kid, I was like all about video games. Um, and then when I started dancing a lot, I didn't get to play as much. And then when I started performing professionally, pretty much maybe like a game a year I would play. Or it ended up just being like Mario Kart and Smash Brothers where it's like you you can just pick it up and play. You're not worrying about like going on a journey. But this year, I, I, can't, I don't even know how many. I think I've beat like six games so far and I'm looking for my next game. So if you have any, if you have any recommendations for PS4 or Nintendo Switch, let me know. I just finished the Last of Us series and it was amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, I feel like I've gotten to center myself a little bit by being home. Um, and I honestly think it did take a pandemic to force me to stay home. Otherwise it, I would have just continued on that cycle. So also I think when things open back up, I'm going to feel, um, more stabilized to, uh, be able to go out and, and give more of myself on a national international scale. So um, that's been one thing I've been really thankful for this year. What else? Um, I'm really thankful for my community. Um, I guess I really like this. And this really is like a theme throughout my entire year. Uh, it's weird because when I was freelancing and then when I was super commuting from Philadelphia to Pennsylvania, sorry, Philadelphia to, to New York City, um, I honestly like I constantly question like what it meant to be a part of a community because I remembered in C Seattle that I had that. Um, but then when I moved to Philadelphia and I started traveling and I started freelancing and I jumping around from place to place, I, I never was anywhere long enough to feel like I had a community. The closest thing I had to a community was the Koresh, uh, the Koresh dance company school. Um, but like I, 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 w I would go back and I'd be excited to see people. Um, but I, and like, I was really grateful to be there. Um, but I didn't have like a regular teaching job and I just never felt like I fully um, became a part of that community. I always felt kind of like an outsider, even though everybody kind of knew who I was. And I, I knew most of the students in the school because I would sub and teach all, all the time when I was home. But I, I just never felt like ownership to the Philadelphia community. And I honestly think that that's part of the reason that I, I, I left Philadelphia because I was seeking uh, the ability to work in the way that I needed to work, but also feeling like I belong somewhere. So um, moving to New York, I really, over the past couple of years, have, have been building community, but I didn't really realize it until I'd say about like August of last year when I started like preparing to uh, start movement headquarters. And from that point on, like, I've just been so uh, grateful and honored and 
appreciative of the community that has embraced me and surround me. They like my open class students at Broadway Dance Center, um, my peers when I take class with Nancy Bielski, um, different schools that I've taught at and the, the people who are part of those schools. Um, and then also even the competition uh, circuits that I've started to work for, they've really just come behind me and supported me, whether it's uh like by, by believing me, like that's number one. Um, obviously financially helps. Um, also just like pushing me to be like, when are you doing your next thing? Um, promoting my work, all of that. So my community, I'm so thankful and grateful for them. And then beyond those things to like get my company started, then like once the pandemic hit and I know a lot of people were watching because we were in New York, we were in Queens, but like people really rallied behind me. Um, I did videos at the beginning of the pandemic. I still have them. If anybody wants them, I'm, I'm still, uh, I still have links to them, but they're like home bars and conditioning series with either ballet. Sorry, it's all ballet. Oh, I had two contemporary classes actually, but, um, they're pretty much like hour to hour and 15 minute beginner ballet, uh, or ba- like basic beginner or like an intermediate advanced pro class. Um, so, I was giving those out, but I asked if people would, would donate if they could um, so that I could cover my expenses while I was waiting for unemployment to kick in. And I asked for $12 a video, and some people were so generous. I received, I mean, I think somebody sent me like $100 for a video. Like, people were so kind just to make sure that I could survive, um, pay my bills, make sure I had food on, on my table. Um I, I I don't even understand it, but I, I say thank you <laughs> a million times. Thank you. Um, people have attended my classes in multiple ways. They've uh, connected me with collaborators and additional supporters and um, just like rooted for me, not just like as an artist, but as a person. So um, I'm very, very grateful for my community. And the next one kind of like piggybacking on that, my company, uh, so my, I have my company because of my community <laughs> and also because I, I'm inspired to create in my, my field. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really given me a reason to keep pushing forward this year, even at times that I didn't want to. Like I said, we were some of the lucky ones that, were, that got our performances done before they shut down the performing arts. Um, so I feel really lucky that that happened. And... I was excited to like really get the ball rolling because like I told you before, I felt like things were like, I had that energy in my body that I had back in 2011, 2012 when uh, the ball was really starting to roll on my career. And um, I felt that same energy with uh, my my work and it just stopped. Um, but also for me, like my creativity just stopped because I... I was coping like I was sitting here in Queens and just like I was surviving. And sometimes when you're surviving, you're not uh, elaborating in your life beyond that. You're just doing what is baseline necessary. Um, so for me, having my company, it, it added multiple aspects of inspiration to keep me positive Remember, I said I'm a pessimist at heart, but it, to keep me positive and creative and moving forward, even when I didn't want to be. Um, 
I mean, first off, many of my students have become supporters and have been eager to see where I'm going with things. But beyond that, my dancers have uh, have been inspiring with me having a company because, I mean, yes, they're, they're fantastic dancers. And I feel so grateful that I have dancers at the level that they're at in my first performances uh, as a director and choreographer. Uh, I feel very lucky that people trust me and my vision and my artistry um, enough to want to work with me because I, I definitely had uh, some options to choose from. And I, I was just very pleased with the quality of dancers that I was able to hire. But beyond choreographic inspiration, um, they've also been my motivation to keep making work. They, uh, they were the ones that reached out to me uh, to see if we were going to do anything. And that's when I created Love Letter, our outdoor performance, pop-up performance installation series, um, which we're probably going to do every single year from now on. Um, they were the ones that said, you don't have to pay us. We did eventually find get an emergency grant to pay them. Um, but they were the ones that were like, let's do this. We'll, we'll do whatever it takes to just dance. They just wanted to dance. Um, and they just wanted to dance with me, which I am, I was honored. Um, but... Yeah, it's like beyond the work, even even when I didn't think I could emotionally make work or I didn't know how to make work, they motivated me to find my creativity. Um, and beyond just the idea of creating art, they inspired me because I've they've given to me and that made me want to give back to them. And I've been able to find different ways to keep afloat. It's a combination of unemployment, teaching, um, and other endeavors. But uh, I know that a lot of these dancers, they not only lost their performing jobs, they lost their side hustles because restaurants closed, um, different different side jobs that a lot of artists have were not available. Or if they were, they were not getting like tips or anything or they were reduced or they got laid off. So for me, I was inspired to make sure that they... A, we're still gaining some income. I mean, no, it's not like a ton that I can give being a brand new company, but it's something. And then beyond that, also um, reminding them that, that they have a place in this world because so many artists are questioning um, if they should continue their art right now because it's hard to be an artist. And you work really hard for a, a lot less than most people do in their careers. Um and it's a short career and if you start if you constantly are dealing with struggle or like beyond that with the news right now saying like the performing arts isn't coming back for a long time like would you stay in the field you must be really passionate about it or you need to have opportunities so i think that these opportunities that i've been able to create because of my community um I think they're a lifeline. I think they're a lifeline to many artists. And I'm, uh, I'm grateful that my, my community has supported me to support these artists because at the same time, it does the same thing for me. This is my lifeline. It gives me inspiration. It gives me a purpose to continue creating my art um, to help that cycle of survival among artists so that when we can get back to normal, whatever the hell that means. But when we can get back to performing, um, these artists will still be here and they will not have moved on. Um, 
so yeah, my company. I'm very grateful for that. Um, I think that this is an obvious one for many people this year. Uh, those of us who have been lucky enough at this point to remain healthy, I'm, I'm very thankful for my health. Um, I was a very sick child. I had severe, severe asthma as a kid. When I was three, I um, we didn't know I had asthma and I had an asthma attack. Um, I would get the croup. If you don't know what that is, it's, it's like gross, coarse cough. Like Bleh. you sound like Bleh. every time you cough, I would get croup when I would get sick often and I couldn't breathe to the point of like really, 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 really couldn't breathe. Um, so I know what it's like to not be able to breathe. And I think that that's been like a major driving fear for me this year when I found out that COVID-19 was considered a, a respiratory pandemic. We, we don't, still don't know if that's a thing um, or if it's a vascular one, but um, I like I was so when I was sorry, I, I jumped when I was three, I had my first asthma attack. And as my mom was driving me to the hospital, I was panicking. And the more I panicked, the less I could breathe. Um, and I, I think I passed out. I don't know if I did. But um, we got to the hospital, they gave me a nebulizer, I was better, but then I was diagnosed with asthma. Um, and that's actually part of the reason why I, I, Sorry, that's part of part of the reason that I got better over time was because dance. I played musical instruments and I danced, and the combination of exercise and uh, breath control helped make my asthma better. Um, so I haven't been hospitalized for my asthma since I was 17 years old, though. Uh, and I, I don't even need to use an, an inhaler regularly anymore. I used to take a pill two inhalers in the morning and the evening and use my nebulizer in the morning and evening. And now I do nothing. Um, except for when I'm sick, I have to use my nebulizer that you plug into the wall. Um, usually it, a cold, I'll be like mostly okay. But if it's like bronchitis or anything beyond a cold, I will have to use my nebulizer. Um, so yeah, I know what it feels like to not be able to breathe. Um, and I say that on in, in a very real way. Like, where no matter how hard you try to get air in, you cannot open your airways enough. So yeah, for me, um, this year I've, I've generally been in good health. I've had some like body aches and things, but I, I've, I got really sick last November. I actually think I may have had COVID then if it was around because it was in San Francisco and flights from China come to San Francisco. Um, cause it's like a major, international hub for Chinese flights. So there is a likelihood I had it because um, I had a lot of the same symptoms. But um, I, after that, I've been generally healthy. Um, emotionally, yeah, I've had emotional issues since everything's gone down listening to sirens for a month. But when it comes to like physical health, um, I've been really lucky this year and I'm really grateful because I've had many years where it has not been the case. So yeah. That is that. Um, I feel like you can't not have Thanksgiving without saying that you're, you're grateful for your family. Though this year has been a little bit different. Um, my family has always been really supportive of me. Um, I mean, I left home when I was 17. I was a boy dancing in like a more conservative suburb of Philadelphia. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I got to leave a home at 17. I, I performed. I live a different lifestyle than my family lives. Um, and they've always been supportive of me, but they've never been more supportive of me than they have this year. Um, 
of course, again, going back to our company debut, me launching my company, my my family was there. They were the ones helping sell tickets, sell T-shirts, pouring wine. Uh, They were sitting in the audience. They were there hours early. They were spreading the word. Um, making donations to my company. Um, my mom is responsible for all the t-shirts and masks that we have to sell. <laughs> note, note, if you want a, a holiday treat, we have a, we're, we are selling Movement Headquarters masks and t-shirts. Uh, I'm currently doing a sale. The masks are uh, $12 each plus $4 shipping. So it's $24 for two masks plus $24. So it's $28. Um, we're also selling T-shirts. I think they're thirty. I'm pretty sure they're thirty. I, I, I we haven't sold any in in a in a month or two, so um, I need to go back into my records. But if you're interested, you can uh, reach out to me on my social media, or you can uh, shoot me a message on our website, Movement Headquarters HQ, MovementHQBally.org. Um, but yeah, so my mom's responsible for those. So I've gotten I got so much support from my company from uh, and my 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 work with my family this year um and even like my extended family that are like what do we call them they are uh you have your family and then you have your what's that saying chosen family my chosen family has been so supportive as well um but yeah so after the after the company launch uh my family was there to help ease my fears as we were in the epicenter of the pandemic um they have been a sounding board more this year than ever. Um, and kind of like me staying home, I have actually connected with my family more than I ever have. I've FaceTimed with my mom like probably every other week, which maybe for youth doesn't sound like a lot, but like I probably would phone call with my mom maybe a couple times a year. Um, we would just mostly text. And then when I would go home for like the holidays, I would see her. But um, yeah, I've been more connected with my family this year than I have since I was 17 years old and left home to train at the Care of Academy of Ballet. So I'm, I'm quite grateful for that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, living here in New York City, it's been hard. And for my family that, uh, and my, my chosen family that live around the country, they were more than willing to take on that burden for me to let me be weak um, because of what was happening around us. They knew that I needed that support. So I'm extremely thankful for that. I thought this was going to be a short podcast, but it's already been 35 minutes, not including my intro. So uh, I got two more. Um, I am, this is always, but again, I feel like I, my, my thanks are more magnified this year than they have been in the past. Um, I am extremely thankful for dance. Uh, more than ever this year, dance has saved me. It gave me purpose. It gave me out, an outlet. It gave me fitness. Um, it... It has done so much for me. I mean, from realizing a dream that I've had since I was a teen um, in more than one way, like the full circle moment of judging for Youth America Grand Prix to uh, launching my own company that is a platform for my choreography, um, that was pretty incredible. But like when we were here in Queens and COVID was really, really bad, um, the only way to 
keep my mind from getting too crazy with all of the noise that we had in our neighborhood was to keep myself busy. So whether I was teaching virtually or filming a video and then editing it or giving myself bar, um, really for me, it, it helped me keep my brain in my head and it helped me keep my sanity because it was, it was, it was an outlet. And then also, like I said before, with my company, um, and then teaching my students across the world, um, it's really given me purpose when you're home all the time. Sometimes it's hard to like give yourself a schedule and motivate yourself. Like, especially when you live in New York in a small apartment, like what are my options? I I'm currently podcasting, laying on my stomach on my bed, looking out as the sun sets in on the Manhattan skyline, which is amazing. But, uh, then I can walk out my, out my bedroom door and the bathrooms on the right, or I can walk down the hallway to the kitchen. Um, and then our living room, that's it. 850 square feet. That's it. And we were told we weren't allowed to go outside. Um, so yeah, for me, it really was, it gave me a reason to get off the couch or get out of bed. Um, it gave me a break in the, the pattern of sitting and watching, hearing the news, feeling scared, wanting to sleep all day long. Um, so yeah, it gave me purpose and it, it, it also broke up the monotony of every day. It also gave me an outlet so that I could use my creativity to... Uh, remember (laughs) what I love and what I do, especially when things started to open up. Like I I didn't, I was very, I still, I am still pretty heavy on precautions, but like, I don't know if I would have gone out. Like I, I think I rode the subway for the first time. Don't hold me to it, but I think it was July 8th. I think it was July 8th. It was so I March 13th to July 8th. I didn't ride the subway. Um, that was the longest I haven't ridden the subway since I probably 2011 when I lived in Seattle. Um, and I paid for my Metro card with my hand shaking, like freaking out, shaking with a glove on. <laughs> I got on the subway car. There was one person on the car with me and I was like, oh, this is not that big of a deal. I don't think I would have gotten on the subway that day if I didn't have a reason to get on the subway. And that reason was dance. It was my dancers wanted to be creative and I met them in a park. Um, so it really gave me an outlet. It brought me back into the world in a, in a way that, uh, reminded me of life pre COVID. Um, it helped me, it, it, it helped me just get out of my head. It's been a very big in my head year. So there's that. And then lastly, uh, dance gave me fitness. And that's one thing that I've been saying this whole time. I am so grateful that I am in this point in my career as a a dancer. I am in the post-performance career. I'm teaching, I'm coaching, I'm choreographing, um, I'm directing. But for me, like the teacher part was probably one of the, the most important things because I didn't, like, I wasn't sure when unemployment was coming in. I couldn't afford to take virtual classes. Um, I needed to make sure that I had enough money in my bank account to pay rent. Also, I remember thinking, this is horrible, but I remember thinking, like, maybe the second week of quarantine, if this goes on for, for too long, am I going to get fat? And then I was like, oh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when we all, like, when it was probably May. Like, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when we can all finally gather in the studio again. Is everybody going to get fat? <laughs> Are we all still going to look like we did uh, pre-quarantine? Uh, but yeah, so for me, it's like I didn't have to seek 
ways to stay in shape. Um, because dance gave me all the tools that I needed to stay in shape. So, um, and that's in a small space. It's, it's like, I didn't have like dumbbells or like workout machines or treadmills. Um, I had me, I had my doorknob and I had my, my headphones. Um, so I have been able to keep myself in pretty good shape, um, in 850 square feet. And I'm so impressed by that. As I pat myself on the back, I'm so impressed by that. That's crazy. Like how many people in this world don't have the ability to do that? So what, what happens is COVID's already a stressor. Everybody is watching the world like collapse in many, many ways. And then they have to motivate themselves to work out. And then they have to find a way to work out or somebody to show them how to work out. Do they have the money? Maybe yes, maybe not. Like there's so many things, so many stressors that come with that. And honestly, fitness is like a big part of emotional health. So for me, I feel I'm so grateful that dance has taught me how to take care of my fitness because that was probably one of the most valuable tools I had this entire year. And like I said, timing was good for me. I, I didn't have to worry about, uh, am I still going to be able to perform? Um, it wasn't so much about like maintaining some specific thing. It was really just about like keeping myself fit. And yes, I gained weight here and there. Like I'd go up five pounds, down five pounds. Maybe at one point I was up 10 pounds. I don't know. I, I don't weigh myself. Um, but I've never like really lost control of my body during this time. Though if you look at my Instagram from the other day, it might tell a different story because I can't get down to my full split. I'm like practically there, but I can't get my hips on the floor anymore. Um, so I still got some work to do, but I know how to do it. <laughs> All right, let's finish this podcast off. My, the final thing that I am probably most grateful for is my husband. I have spent more time with my husband this year than at any point in my life. And like I said, this January, we're coming up on our 15th anniversary together. That's anniversary, not anniversary. <laughs> um, but yeah, 15 years together. And like I, like I mentioned, we spent so many years working so hard and often not seeing each other. Um, he is a professional organizer and he has killed himself since 2011 to get his business going. And it has actually been doing really, really well, especially considering what's happening in the world. But like he's been working every day, all day. I barely see him right now. But um, I'm very proud of what he's done. But yeah, so um, we have spent so many years working so hard. And as, as I've mentioned, like I traveled for years um, and then I super commuted for a couple of years. So the past decade, we have like probably seen each other way less than most couples ever <laughs> do but this the the gift of covid has been that we have gotten to spend every single day together uh since march um and we still love each other a lot <laughs> we i i honestly i don't think there is anybody else that i could have spent this much time together with and then to add like one of the craziest stressors you could have ever experienced like a month of sirens like your neighbors dying like the city shutting down riots uh political unrest like so many horrible horrible things and th that 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 is uh, like 
that adding that stress on top of being together in an 850 square foot apartment that neither of you want to leave <laughs> because you're scared to like fear, stress, um, being close. And then also not really having had that time together in a long time. Um, we still like, we can do that without any, without any issues. We barely argued. Um, so I'm just so grateful for him because I, I don't know if there's anybody else in this world that I could have survived 2020 with, um, where we are not, I, I know that the situation is getting worse across the country, but nobody experienced what we experienced except for Italy, maybe, maybe other, a, a few other areas of, of the world. But in the United States, for most of my listeners, most of you don't, you don't have any idea what we experienced. Um, I can tell you, um, you maybe watched it on TV, but it's, it's describable, but it's not, it's not something you can understand unless you were here because it's a feeling in your body, every ounce of your body. And like I said, I couldn't have done it alone. And I, I, I clapped my hands a million times for those who did. Um, but I'm so grateful and thankful to my husband for being with me during this time. So that, <laughs> so yeah, though I, 2020 has been hard people, but there are still things to be thankful for. And I hope that me sharing the things that I'm thankful for will also help you find that silver lining and find the things that you're thankful for this year. So I would love it if you want to share any of those with me. Um, you can always reach out to me on social media or email me or any of that stuff. I, I'm curious what everybody else's list of thanks is this year. So yeah, with all of that, that is going to be the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope that you are celebrating safely, socially distant away from uh, people that are not in your household. Um, I hope that you have food on your table. I hope that you are safe and healthy um, and I hope that you will check in on our Patreon commercial. I'm just kidding. Um, but not, but, am, but not, um, but yeah, so I, I just hope that you are doing well. Um, I feel like the next couple of months are going to be a long next couple of months. I will keep on sharing my love for dance with all of you guys and, um, just keep on doing things. People, um, find your inspiration, find your distraction, find the that thing that you don't know that you're passionate about yet um, and dig in. All right. On that note, happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod of Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorlis.com. Again, that's www.barrykerolis.com. You can also check out my company website at www.movementhqballet.org. Again, Movement Headquarters Ballet Company's website is www.movementhqballet.org. You can also reach out on those websites if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts or to book masterclasses in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. 
I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcasts on Premier Dance Network. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook or on Instagram, where my name is B. Carolus. My company's Instagram is movement underscore headquarters, or you can also head on over to Twitter and find me at Bariscos. I don't have a movement headquarters one because I hate Twitter, but I have it for my personal stuff anyway. Also, be sure to check out my blogs. I have life of a freelance dancer dot blogspot.com and you can read about working as a freelance artist traveling the country and independent contracting on there uh, i also have dancing off stage dot wordpress.com um, and i wrote about the post-performance careers of professional dancers if you want to check out my choreography you can head on over to youtube and look for the channel b Corollas or movement headquarters that is where i put up all of my newest work thanks for listening in to pot of chat I hope you return two weeks from this Friday to talk dance with me and remember to go out and support your local dance scene.